The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TF Today. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, an internet show that spent its long weekend working. My name is Greg Tepper. Feel bad for me. I'm no. the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, TexasFootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at TexasFootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I am sitting here. Sitting over there is Noel Gallagher. Ooh, there you know, we go. You know, he's feuding with his brother. No way. It's weird, right? Get out of here. Noel Gallagher, of course, uh, one of the front men. One of the front men, is that fair? Lead guitarist. Lead guitarist yeah. uh, for Oasis, uh, the great yeah. Brit band. Um, first and foremost, off the top, I haven't talked to you about this. I'm sorry about sports. Sports are the worst. I was trying to think, honestly, in a lot of ways. For those, let me catch people yeah. up. Max's beloved Liverpool fell to uh, Real Madrid in uh, in the Champions League final. Two very bad things happened. Our best player had his shoulder destroyed by their team, ca- the other team's captain, in the 30th minute, and he mm-hmm. had, had to leave the game. Dislocated his shoulder. By the way, not a great tackle, but the people screaming how dirty it was, I thought that was a little over the top. It's not as if Ramos it's a ye- it's a like, yellow. like Ramos wasn't trying to yeah. break his arm. But he was probably trying to hurt him a little bit. It's a yellow. you know what I mean. It's a yellow. It's not a you red. Know, is what I'm saying. It's like it's like one of those like he did he intend f- to uh, just rip his arm out of the socket the way he did? Mm-hmm. Probably not. No. But was he hoping he dinged him up a little bit and made sure he knew that he'd hurt him every time he went to the ground? Yeah, that's probably true. He's the kind of player you want on your team and you hate when he's not on your team. It's a he's Draymond Green. Yes. There sure. you go. Uh, and then our goalkeeper, the poor guy oh, who has not he made went full Robert Green, who has made no errors. All year makes the two worst ones of his life. He went full Robert Green, and I was I felt so sick for him that I couldn't even be upset about the game being over. It'd be like I was thinking about this coming in today as a comparison for you when the Rangers lost. Mm-hmm. If some, for some reason a player you really loved, who was nails all season, gave up the hits to David oh, Freeze, you mean like right? you mean like if Nelson Cruz. No, that's not the same. Like, like you're not surprised Nelson Cruz doesn't make a defensive play. You know, it'd be like if uh, who was y'all's closer back then? Was that Feliz, Feliz when he was hot? Like, if instead of Darren Oliver, Feliz had had 45 straight scoreless innings and then came in and just threw trash. Mm-hmm. Like all of a sudden had no velocity, all strikes. Anyway, I'm sorry about sports. It was just not great. Today is Tuesday, May 29th, 2018. 177 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 563. 563. Boy, it's going to get worse for you. It's the number of at-bats for Bucky Dent is an illustrious Texas. Yeah, Rangers right. <laughs> Boy, bad day for Max Thompson. 177 games from 1982 to 1983. On today's show, fellers um, and ladies... We are going to get through, some, get through some headlines, including a nice recruiting weekend for the Longhorns uh, and a scary moment in the 7-on-7 tournament. We will talk about that coming up here in just a little bit. And then back half of the show, 
Uh, our intrepid reporter, Matt Stepp, was getting us hashtag content again at a 7 Where was his 7-on-7 tournament? LD Bell. LD Bell. Yeah. Okay, so it's Hurst. So we'll have the uh, the host, Coach Mike Glaze from Hurst LD Bell, yeah. as well as the head coach of the Cedar Hill Longhorns, Coach Carlos yeah. Lynn, a favorite of ours, will join us. Uh, talked with Matt Stepp a little bit earlier, so we will hear from them. Uh, it was Memorial Day weekend, and we are hard at work on the magazine. Um, that is, we go to press on Friday. For those, for, let me get this off the top because there are probably people asking the question, "What's the deal with the magazine?" Magazine goes to press June one, which is Friday. Generally speaking, I will tell you, I'll say roughly June twenty is when you can expect. It usually takes between two and two and a half weeks to print and ship, and so there's that. Uh, we will reveal the cover next Wednesday, uh, or next Tuesday, rather. Tuesday. June 5th. Yep. So if you want to see who's on the cover of the magazine, that's June 5th here on this very show, this very yep. program. So, we worked all weekend. I read a ton of pages. My eyes are bleeding. It is <laughs> horrifying. Yeah. I spent all weekend reading pages, because that's just what you do this time of year for us. I haven't had a real like Memorial Day off in a long time. But one thing that I did do yesterday on Memorial Day weekend was a buddy of mine, uh, Jake Kemp, reached out to me and said, Hey, I'm going to be hosting on Sports Radio 1310 The Ticket here in Dallas. And uh, the program director said I could have whoever I want as my host. And uh, would you like to host? Yeah. And so I did. So I went in and I hosted the 3 to 7 uh shift on uh, the ticket on a show called The Hardline. It was myself, it was Jake Kemp, and then it was a gentleman by the name of Sam who is the lead singer of a band, maybe you've seen the Quaker City Nighthawks? I've heard of heard them, of I've never seen them. They're excellent. He came in and he, he, we killed a couple segments with him playing some tunes, playing some and tunes? It, was, nice. it was awesome. He's really, really good. The Quaker City Nighthawks, they're a Fort Worth band, so seek them out. They're very, very good. And he can, apparently, this is, he told me this on the air, because I asked him on the, uh, I was I was like, so what band are you feuding with? Because that's all I want to know. <laughs> and he said, actually, we don't, we're, we're really, we kind of keep to ourselves. Apparently, Leon Bridges used to be like, whenever they would play, he would be like the guy who would play in between their sets. Ah, uh, yeah. Like, that's where he got their now start. Now he's a worldwide with phenomenon. The, yeah, with the yeah. Nighthawks. And so, with Quaker City. So, anyway, that was a, a fun aside. In any case, it was three to seven. And I've got to tell you. Four hours of broadcasting. It's a lot. Holy cow. Like It's a lot. I do five hours on Fox Sports Southwest on Fridays during, yeah. the, during the week. But, one, I only do that 14 to 15 times a year. Two, I get a week between things. And it's just, it's, it's, it's a different medium. I feel like radio takes a lot more because it's it's theater of the mind yeah, and you have to okay. create that you have to be a lot i think yeah. you have to be a lot more engaged in radio than you do on tv i can just stare blankly into the camera and talk right. beyond that this show is only 30 minutes and this is the show i'm i do the most we've done this is episode 563 yeah. and our show is at most an hour yeah at most an hour yeah, the worst that we've ever done was our radio hour which actually took two hours Sometimes and it used to take three? longer. It used, it used to take, to take three hours. Three? Yeah. We would do a a syndicated radio show on the Texas State Networks, uh, the DCTF Radio Hour, if you remember correctly. Uh, and um, we would, uh, but we, we would do we would record three segments, three fifteen minute segments for the entire state, 
And then we'd record one 15-minute segment for five different regions. And so we would bounce. I mean, it was a long – that was a mind train. Thank God we got rid of that. But in any case, (laughs) sorry. I probably shouldn't say that. But uh, anyway, my mind was mush by the time we were were done with that. But it was fun. I enjoyed it. We even took some calls. We got to start getting – we got to get the technology to take calls. No, we have the technology to take calls, and we will not be taking calls. Oh, you're no fun. Yeah, well, that's because I am. I would be the screener on top of being the producer, on top of being the co-host. On well, top of if being... you're gonna get off the air on being a co-host, we gotta put you to work, boy. I we, don't know. We, no, I think no. our Facebook commenters would Facebook commenting. I think is enough to of of interaction with people. The, with the we get great interactions on Facebook. The question is, if you ever just didn't want to do Facebook anymore, then would we take callers? Possibly. But you have to deal with what comes if they call. Line them up. Rack them up. Oh, we are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, let's get into some headlines. Uh, it is the very, very, very depths of the offseason, so there's not, not is, a lot These are the to worst headlines. These are the worst headlines. They're show. very bad. Uh, you can tell it's bad when we're doing recruiting headlines. Yeah. Uh, Texas had a nice recruiting weekend. We. Um, um, what? Okay. Go ahead. No, that was me being excited about this not interesting news. Correct. Uh, they got uh, Tyler Johnson, uh, Conroe Oak Ridge tackle, committed to them. Uh, over Oklahoma, apparently. And then uh, Hudson Card, the 2020 quarterback, the guy who will be the quarterback for, like, Travis this year, has committed to Texas as well. If you talk to people around, uh, around like, Travis, they mm-hmm. really like Hudson Card. Oh, yeah. So, they like him a lot. Nice weekend for Texas recruiting. Like, Travis has not had a non-D1 committed quarterback since 2003. Mm. Yowza. Yeah. So there's that. This came down last week. Uh, we talked about how uh, we talked about how uh, scheduling is getting ridiculous. How we're scheduling seven, yes. eight, nine years in advance of college football. Um, a preeminent game is coming to Arlington, Texas. The 2020 Advocare Classic, which is basically that's the big uh, that's the big opener yep. at AT and T Stadium yep. in Arlington. Uh, in 2020, on September 5th, 2020, it will it will be a rematch of the 2016 game which was usc and alabama yeah talk about blue bloods they've they've done a pretty good job of scheduling big first week games who's this year's game do you know advocare classic let's see advocare the funniest thing about this is we usually have like a ticket in for this game and i never end up Mm. going lsu miami wow you're gonna mess some ACC football, nah. ACC versus SEC. Nah. Let's see. In fact, I've got all the classic matchups. In 2019, it'll be Auburn and Oregon. Mm-hmm. Can you get on board? I can get on board. I can get them over there. That'll be fun. That'll be. Stidham will be gone then. Stidham so, will be gone. So it'll, it'll be, be wild. Like, it'll maybe. be wild. Yeah, maybe. Um. Anyway, uh, one to uh, that's that's one thing that's coming. Uh, LSU and Miami, and then Auburn and Oregon, and then Alabama and USC. Yeah. So that's kind of fun. And then this was awful. We would be remiss if we did not mention this. Was this was terrible. Um, there was a so seven on seven is underway state qualifying yeah. tournaments, and this was the one that Matt Step was at at LD yeah, Bell at LD Hurst. Bell. Yeah. Um, 
So seven on seven is I've I've heard some coaches call it underwear football. Yeah, which I get. I get these coaches. The, yeah. uh, there are no pads. There's no hitting. It's it's basically it's two hand touch basically. Yeah. Um, it's two hand touch, and um, they are um. So there's no it's, there's no contact. That's yeah. the idea of it. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that there isn't contact. And if yeah. you go to a seven on seven, guys are running into each other. You know, there there is contact, but yeah. there's not the big hits and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, a very scary moment at the Hurst LD Bell um, seven on seven tournament. Uh, Arlington Lamar uh, freshman Brett Green Jr. Uh, just knocked out, apparently collided with another player. That's the thing. They are going full speed yeah. without pads, and these things will happen. Right, and it's just, you know, if you've got guys running around trying to make plays, yeah. they may not always have their head on a swivel. Right. And these types of accidents, which is what it sounds like yeah. it was, this is, yeah. I don't think you'll go. Yeah. You'll go and you'll see plenty of guys get the wind knocked out of them. If you go to state, there'll be collisions like that where just a shoulder to a chest. Yeah, and a teammates. Yeah. You know, it, just, the, the, it, 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 ha- it happens. Sadly, it happens yeah. when you've got guys running around full speed. They're going to run into each other. Yeah. And so Brett Green Jr., uh, a freshman at Arlington uh, Lamar, was playing and collided with another player um, and apparently allegedly, you know, this is uh, reported, I'm sorry, not allegedly, reportedly, yeah. uh, took a shoulder to the temple trying yeah. to defend a pass yeah. uh, and went down uh, unresponsive and paralyzed. Yeah, yeah, not great. Very frightening. Yeah. Um, he was on a respirator. Yeah. In the ICU. However, apparently, thankfully, yeah. uh, Brett Green Jr. from from Arlington Lamar has made very big, big, big strides. Yeah. Um, he is. Um, he was able to stand, yeah. take a couple of steps. Yeah. Um, th- there's a report here from Green's mother, Latasha Jefferson. Quote. Uh, they just can't believe it. From the ICU to he's about to move out today or tomorrow in a re- in, to a regular room. Yeah. Um, it is a apparently this is shocking to the doctors. Even uh, it's a scary moment. Thank God that yeah. he's he's doing better. And and there have been tweets and, and reports uh, from the Arlington Lamar coaching staff and stuff saying that you know kind of updating him that he's talking and, and things like that. Uh, still very scary. You know, one thing you will see some kids. Play, but it's not yeah. it's not required is they have those kind of soft gel helmets the soft yeah. gel helmets um i think this is just another instance where it's like we should probably just don't seem like a good idea i'm gonna go those on halos <laughs> i'm gonna yeah those halos should probably be a thing that are just yeah the uh, halos that's standard mm-hmm. yeah uh but a, a very scary moment thank god uh brett green jr is doing okay but hold a thought uh keep prayer you know keep a prayer for for him, he's, he's obviously making a recovery, but uh, we hope that the trajectory continues in an upward fashion because a very scary moment there. Uh, but again, these things, unfortunately, yeah. when you got kids running around, yeah. there's nothing malicious here. Yeah, uh, it just, it's an accident. He took yeah. a, he was going up to he was going up to defend a pass, and he took a shoulder of the temple. Yeah, that that happens in a regular football game a hundred times. Yeah, but you got a helmet on. But you, you got, got a, a helmet pad on. on. Yeah, the difference is that you got you know you can't coat. Uh, unfortunately, you cannot coach. Not unfortunately, but you can't coach a kid to go half speed. Right. And if he goes half speed, he's probably going to endanger himself even more. Yeah. So, uh, scary moment. But thank God, Brett Green Jr. is doing okay. Until Martin freshman. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out TexasFootball.com. Slash Insider. Okay. 
let's get down to brass tacks. You want the 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. I'm reading pages right now. You want it. As I mentioned, June 1st we go to press. Then it takes about two weeks-ish to print the 400-pager. And then it has to go on trucks and go from trucks in Carrollton down the road to the store. And then the store has to take the box and unwrap it and put it out on the thing. There's a lot of steps. Why don't you cut out as many steps as possible? Texas Football to Accomplish Insiders, where you can become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. That magazine, instead of getting put on a truck, will go into an envelope with your name on it and your address, and we will mail it from the printer to you. That's what happens. I can't guarantee that it'll get there faster than everybody but I, because I don't control the mail, but I can tell you that we will cut out as many middlemen as possible. You get that magazine. You also get a um, the 2018 recruiting edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, the Bible of Recruiting. Uh, we profile more than 400 prospects around the state. You also get a year's worth of exclusive online content, texasfootball.com. Do we want to say something? There might be a new website website next week. New website coming, we'll say very soon. I don't want to put a date on it, but might very soon. Week. And might for be. insiders, it's going to be a banger. It's, it's going to be, be really good. Yeah. So, Texas Wall Accomplished Insider, all that for the low, low price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. And by the way, my boss has been telling me that we're going to jack up the price here soon. I'm just being honest. Nineteen ninety five. get in on this right now. Texas Wall Accomplished Insider makes a great gift as well. If Father's Day is coming up... This is the no-brainer Father's Day gift in my mind. Get them, th- get them this magazine. Be like, hey, you get the magazine here, and you get all those cool things for an entire year, 1995, for one entire year. It's Texas Football Accomplished Insider. Max Matt Step was our roving reporter once again this weekend, getting us hashtag content. Content is king. And caught up with a number of coaches at the uh, Hearst State 7-on-7 seven seven qualifying tournament. This is specifically the LD Bell. The LD Bell, I'm sorry. Because the Hearst will still come. Because remember, you and I went to That's it right, last we went year. That's one. That's still coming. That's It'll where be you later, saw Tanner Mordecai, actually. Correct. That's right. Correct. And I remember no, 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 that was in... That was... Uh, oh, yeah, no, it was. It that was, was at the end of the day. You're right. You saw you're Mordecai. Right, you're right. Yeah. Uh, and I remember we were talking with Greg Powers, and I was yeah. like, okay. Oh, now I get it. it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Yeah. Anyway, uh, one guy that Matt Stepp caught up with uh, at the Hearst 7-on-7 tournament... It, or the L.D. Bell, rather. L.D. Bell states on some tour. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get the branding right. It's all right. Cedar Hill coach Carlos Lynn. I think last year would be considered a bit of a disappointment for, for Cedar Hill, although they were on, like, their 15th string quarterback by the time the game, the, the season was over. Uh, I know they're very excited there in uh, TTHL land uh, to see what Coach Carlos Lynn can, can do uh, down there for the Longhorns. Here is Matt Sepp's interview with Cedar Hill coach Carlos Lynn here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stubb with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the LD Bell 7-on-7 State Qualifier. Here with the head coach of the Cedar Hill Longhorns, my good friend, Coach Carlos Lynn. Coach, uh, good to see you again. Good morning. Hey, it's, hey, beautiful day, baby. Beautiful day. It's not too hot yet. If we can just keep it like this the rest of the day, I think it'll be all right, right? It'll be nice. It'll be nice. Yes, sir. All right, Coach. Obviously, you're out here watching your kids uh, compete in 7-on-7. Going to be uh, one of the world's highest paid, but... Not quite as good-looking cheerleaders as there are in the world, but uh, you know you're going to be watching your kids compete. Uh, what are you looking to see out of your kids today uh, from a 7-on-7 standpoint? I know it's not real football, but I know there's a lot of things that you and your coaches out here can take back with you, right? Absolutely. You know, just coming out of uh, spring, you know, hopefully we come out and compete, first of all, and, uh, you know, hopefully have a high level of execution. And, you know, and, and you know, our goal is to try to, you know, make it to the state, state, qualify for state as well. So we hopefully the day is not, not lost if we come out here and do 
what we're supposed to do and just play hard football, execute, make make some plays. It should be a good day for us. All right. Uh, you mentioned just coming out of spring football. Uh, coming into spring, what were some of the objectives you and your coaches had? I know last year didn't go the way you wanted it to go. I mean, that's no secret. and the Expectations are always high at Cedar Hill for not only the community but for you personally and for your staff. So uh, what were some of the things you and your coaches wanted to get out of spring ball? And how did you? How, how, what was your uh, gut feeling at, coming out of practice? Well, coming into this spring, we was in such a better place. You know, this time last year, I didn't know – who was leaving, who was going, who was coming on staff. We were shorthanded. And uh, this year we felt like we uh, coached from a position of, of, of being in front of everything. So just the mindset was, was to- totally different. We had a great offseason. Uh, our kids did a great job in powerlifting and, and, and track and all of the spring sports. So we felt good going, going into spring. And I think uh, probably one of the biggest question marks was, you know, uh, trying to plug in some guys in the O-line. And we felt good at the end of the spring coming back. Got some guys that, that really stepped up, that really showed that they're going to be able, be able to help us. And uh, and, our, and our defense just played outside of their minds, man. They, they, we're we're light years ahead of where we were last year. That's kind of a scary thought because you guys are pretty good on the defensive side of the ball last year. I know defensively you were pretty happy with your team's performance last year. So to be ahead of the pace last year, that's a that could be bad news for uh, offenses. Hopefully, I'm sure. Uh, <clears throat> you know, final question for you, Coach. Uh, you know, me and you we like to talk about talk about food a lot. I love to eat. I know you love to eat, too. When I'm coming to Cedar Hill, I not, now I will admit, Coach Farmer, she takes good care of the press box. She feeds us real well in the press box. But if, if I want to eat in town before the game, where do I need to go in Cedar Hill uh, to grab a bite to eat? I tell you what, uh, Camprizano's. Camprizano's Mexican food. Uh, I mean, I, I was just there yesterday. Uh, outstanding. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. You can just close your eyes and run down the menu and just your finger stop. It's all good. Well, you're a barbecue guy too. So now we'll ask you this: Now barbecue, what you know? If you had to pick one meat—brisket, sausage, ribs, turkey, chicken—what's Coach Lynn picking? If you can only pick one, if you only get the one meat plate, what are you going with? I'm probably going, I'm probably going to go with the brisket. There you go. Probably going to go with the brisket. My man, brisket. There you go, Coach. Appreciate you. Congratulations. Uh, everything and uh, good luck in 2018 and good luck today for your kids. Absolutely, I appreciate. There Thanks, he is, Coach. Carlos Lynn, head coach, Cedar Hill Longhorns. One of our favorites. Good dude. Yes. From what I understand, last I saw him, I saw him in December, I think, at a playoff game, and I asked about because his son's been battling yeah. um, uh, cancer, I believe. Yeah. Uh, but from what I, he told me in, in in December, that things were trending upward. I need to call. I had to give him a call and check on check on how his son's doing. But in any case, appreciate him talking a little football ball with uh, Matt Step there at the. LD Bell seven on seven state qualifying tournament. Another guy who didn't have to go far. It was his tournament after all. Uh, LD Bell coach Mike Glaze, uh, the Blue Raiders, uh, looking for a big year in 2018. A couple of interesting kids coming back uh, for that Blue Raiders squad, uh, and of course home field advantage on the state seven on seven tournament. So here, or stop, not seven state, but the qualifying tournament. Uh, here is Matt Stubbs' interview with LD Bell coach Mike Glaze here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp with Dave Campbell's Texas Football back here at the Bell seven on seven state qualifying tournament. Here with the host of the 7-on-7 tournament and the head coach of the Blue Raiders, Coach Mike Glaze. Uh, coach, thanks for taking a few minutes to uh, chat with us early this morning. Oh, you bet, man. It's going to be a great day. All right, you were up early this morning. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know. Uh, they think you, know, you host a 7-on-7 tournament, you can just kind of come out here and just kind of oh, yeah. open the gates and let everybody in. But there's a lot of work that's involved for you and your coaches. I know you guys enjoy it, but uh, I, know, I know there's a lot, lot, to go, a lot of background info that goes into this, isn't there? Yes, sir. There's definitely the planning and the – you know, who's playing on what fields and then getting the field set up 
uh, dealing with trash. That's one of the big issues when you got so many people here. Uh, there's going to be so much trash left around. So, you know, having people that are here ready to take care of that stuff and all the logistics going in, going into putting in a tournament this big. All right, and you guys have a great facility here. I know HEBISD has done a great job uh, with your facilities at this beautiful indoor facility and a lot of well-manicured fields. I know it's, uh, it's really nice to have those kind of n- nice amenities, isn't it? It sure is, and that's, that's the major reason that we have these two big tournaments is we've got the field space. We've got the facilities. All right, Coach, uh, you just finished up spring ball not too long ago. Um, overall, um, oh, your impressions of spring, and what were some of the objectives that you and your coaching staff wanted to get, get done this, uh, with these 18 practices? Well, I think you always have, you know, a couple of objectives going into spring football. Number one is to stay healthy, you know, especially a team like us. We're not very deep at some positions, so we really want to stay uh, healthy, stay off the ground as much as possible, but still practice physical. So that was kind of the first objective. And then we're trying to find some guys. You know, we graduated uh, quite a few seniors, especially up front on both sides of the ball. So we're trying to figure out, you know, who's going to plug in those holes. All right, and then 7-on-7-wise, uh, uh, it's not real football, obviously, but I know you guys take some positives out of it. What are you and your coaches looking to see out of your kids uh, competing in a pretty tough pool today? Well, that's number one. We just want to see them compete, you know, snap after snap after snap. Uh, you know, if you have a bad play, want to come back, bounce back, and, and go 1-0 and on the next play, and that's the number one thing we want to see. And then we want to see our kids execute our basic offense and defensive schemes. You know, we're not one of those teams that runs 7-on-7 offense. Uh, we're going to work our passing game. We're going to work our coverages, and it's just extra reps. All right, now uh, looking ahead to 2018, uh, you got a little bit of a curveball thrown at you at realignment. I don't think anyone uh, expected the alignment that you got. Uh, it's going to be a tough district, a lot of, a lot of great great programs, uh, Abilene, San Angelo, Trinity, obviously. Those names uh, are very, very common amongst high school football, but there's some other good teams in this district as well. Uh, your impressions of the district overall? Well, top to bottom, I think it's a very good district. You know, we're going to have some really some big heavy hitters at the top, and then we're going to have good, solid 6A football teams, you know, to fill in from top to bottom. So I'm, I'm excited about it. I think the travel is going to present some challenges, but I think it's also going to be fun for our kids. I would be willing to bet that uh, three-quarters to maybe 90% of our kids have never even been into San Angelo. So that travel is going to be fun. It's going to be a team-building experience, and, and so we're excited about the new challenge. I think that you know, anytime you go into a new district, it's exciting. And there's, go ahead, sorry. No, there, there, there's great football, and it doesn't matter what district you're in. It's 6A football. Everybody's good. Any of your uh, assistant coaches uh, really lined up to uh, sign up for that scouting trip to Abilene to go eat at Mary's and get some chicken fried steak? Well, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they would. We, uh, we actually got to have our district meeting out there. That's where we met with all the coaches, so we got to have a couple of chicken fries. But, uh, you know, we're – I guess we, we don't do that scouting anymore, and it was kind of interesting because when we talked to Abilene and San Angelo, uh, they said they haven't done it for years, and we don't send our guys out anymore either. I think the day and age we live in with huddle and online video and all that stuff, you can get almost everything you need from the video. All right, final question for you, Coach. We always try to ask a, a fun question and try to get a little a little background info on the coaches. So, uh, you know, what you t- tell the fans out there, uh, interested to know what your first job, first coaching job out of college was. Where were you teaching and coaching at? Did you coach anything crazy? And do you have any, uh, any crazy uh, tasks? you have to do laundry every day or anything like that? Well, yeah, that's, that's all part of it, all those things that they don't tell you about uh, when, you're, when you're working in college trying to get ready for a coaching job. And, uh, my, my first job was at Everman Junior High, home of Matt Stepp. That's right, uh, an alum. Yes, I think there's still a statue out front.
But no, I didn't have to do anything too crazy. You know, it was junior high football, and it was really some of the funnest times I ever had were coaching junior high football. You could have a lot of fun with those kids. So that was that was a fun deal. Uh, you know, I don't really have any crazy stories about what we had to do. We did have to line the field with gasoline, which I'd never done that before, to kill the grass for our lines. We didn't yeah. paint the fields. Uh, so that was interesting. But I did have a fight in my class the second day of school. So that was interesting as a first-year teacher going into it. Your second day of school, you get a fight in your class. Got initiated pretty quick, huh? Real quick, real quick. That's how we do it in Everman. Well, Coach, appreciate your time. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy the 7-on-7 seven seven today. Uh, appreciate the hospitality, and good luck in 2018. You bet. Thanks a lot, Matt. Great job. There he is, Mike Glaze, head coach. Hurst L.D. Bell, Blue Raiders. I always like when there's a, a, a descriptor mm-hmm. for your mascot. Yes. Silver Foxes. The Blue Raiders. Blue Blue yes. Raiders. Purple Warriors. Yeah. I like that. If you got a color, I like it. Like my favorite sandstorm. Yeah. My favorite part of that interview was how tired and sleepy both of them were at the start. Because yeah. they clearly shot that at like, you know, seven thirty or whatever in the morning. That's the least energy step has ever come into an interview with. He's like barely awake. Well, and they are they're an interesting squad. Last year, of course, did not go as they had hoped, but Bring back a lot. I think they're going to be better. They're in a district with they're that they're in that weird district with Trinity and San Angelo Central. You have to assume that probably, I would say at least two playoff spots are spoken for. Right? Trinity's getting in. Central's getting in. Yeah. You have to say. so. There's two more between Richland App or Richland Abilene, Bell, Weatherford, and Haltom. You, you 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 like Richland obviously, but they are you know, but they are moving up to six A. I don't know. They're going to be interesting. It's going to be an interesting squad, and I think that if things break right and they are better, like they think they're going to be, then they could be challenging for that fourth spot in the playoffs. Uh, and and things could get very interesting uh, for Coach Mike Glaze. We appreciate him catching up with Matt Step at the at his own state seven on seven qualifying tournament. We go now to our correspondent Max Thompson for the award winning final thoughts. We got a lot of people to shout out today, but a couple of specific ones that I wanted to point out. Uh, our good friend Josu Mendoza, big six-man fan, I believe Balmeray fan, uh, wants to know, what's good in the six-man football ranks? Haven't been here in a while, and I really just wanted to use this as a opportunity to be like, if you like six-man football, you might like something that's in the uh, magazine this year. There's a... I'm just saying that these are six-man pages. There's a pretty pretty cool uh, six-man thing in this year's magazine, and I don't want to give too much away, but... Uh, you know I like. I'm a fan. Yeah. Uh, yes, there's some cool six-man stuff. Lehman yeah. Saunders, our six-man insider, has been helping us out. Um, I think I'll. We're going to get into the. Uh, we got to continue. We're going to continue our regional outlooks. Uh, we're going to tomorrow. We're going to pick up two A division two, but we yeah. will get down to one uh, to uh, six-man. Yeah. And I'll tell you that I'm really interested, especially in division one. Division two yeah. kind of seems. Fait accompli, I hate yeah. to say. Yeah. But, uh, and I think if anybody who follows Six Man knows what I'm talking about, uh, Division One is really interesting. Yeah. Because a lot, there are a lot of really interesting promotions. There's even te- a few teams that are playing Six Man ball for the first time. Right. That I think are interesting, like yeah. Parent of Wit. It's yeah. going to be interesting. So we'll get into that in a little bit. But yes, um, Six Man ball, yeah. love you very much. Speaking of the magazine, our good friend Brent Homan, a uh, big Graham fan, wanted to let us know that he loves the cover. Did you show Brent the cover? Mm. Did mm. you? Did you show Brent the cover, mm. Greg? Because I, I didn't show Brent the cover. I did not. I didn't show anybody the cover. Brent, I don't know. That's not true. I showed one guy the cover last week. Uh-oh. Oh, that's true, but that's I know true. who it was. Yeah, that's you know true. Who it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I don't know what Brent thinks he knows. I don't think but uh, you know who's on the cover? Guess what? It's you. Yeah, Brent. Brent in his steer gear. Yeah. Tony Blaylock, our good friend, says Happy National Paperclip Day, which made me think we're not Team Paperclip. We use these things. These little buggers. Oh yeah, no, we are on. We uh, yeah, I'm, the, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm binder clip guy. Binder clips. Well, because That's... so here's the thing. These were all the pages I read this weekend. Yeah, that paperclip ain't doing that. And and yeah. so yeah, we're gonna do that. So in any case, yeah. Uh, that it. Shout out to the usual suspects: Matt McSpadden, Bob McSpadden, Paul Paul Roberts. Oh, Texas was in the Bob house. In the house. Yeah, Texas Bob was in the house today. Um, yeah, and Jerry Krupp was our last man in. Guys, thanks for spending part of your day with us. Hee Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com. Slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Vince Young, please can be your player of the year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today. 